Hey, beautiful people, and welcome back to season five, episode one titled Be Kind to Yourself. So I'm going to try to switch things around and I want seasons to kind of coincide. I want them to flow together. So this season is definitely going to be about healing, about self, um, being better, flaws, anything you can think of. That's what the season will be about. So stay tuned. We'll get right into episode one. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to season five, episodes one, Be Kind to Yourself. Now, that title is self-explanatory. As we all know, everyone is on a journey to become a better person, um, build a foundation for their kids. There are so many different things that we're all doing, right? But the, one of the biggest things that we don't remember to do is to, to be patient and kind and have grace for ourselves. We can show grace and compassion to everyone outside of ourselves. But when it comes to us showing ourselves that, it's like the hardest thing to do. And I I still can't understand why. Like, I don't know if anybody else thinks about it, but I can't comprehend why it takes us forever to reach a point where we, we say, you know what? I have to show myself more compassion and grace than I show anybody outside of myself. I don't know why. I guess it's because we may look selfish. Some people may think, oh, you know, you're selfish. You know, um, you, you do more for you than you do for anyone else. And I think that's what it is. And it just clicked. Because you'll be called selfish once you decide to create boundaries and do things for you. But at the end of the day, in order for you to show up for other people, you gotta show up for self, right? Like, there's no way for you to show up for anybody outside of yourself if you can't show up for you. Because at the end of the day, your cup will be empty. You can't pour from an empty cup. Isn't that what they say? And you can't. When one of the biggest lessons I've learned was how to enjoy the moment. You get so wrapped up with society saying, oh yeah, you need to have a five or 10 year plan. I don't have a five or 10 year plan. I never was the girl who can sit up here and say, okay, my life is gonna be planned. This is how I plan my life for the next five to 10 years. This is what I'm going to do so I can achieve that goal. I have never been that girl and I don't wanna be that girl because people who who put that label on themselves, their lives are miserable. I don't care what you say. Talk to any person who have put that on themselves and they will tell you your life is miserable because you're constantly like, okay, so I need to do this, 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 because I got a five-year goal. I don't have any time to waste. Some people it works for, but for the majority of it, mentally, it works for nobody. It's exhausting because you're constantly on the move. You're constantly feeling, and don't, God forbid, you fail something, something don't go through on that plan of yours. Oh, that's going to throw you into the, the deepest depression that you've ever been in, in your fucking life. Your anxiety is through the roof. You're miserable. I'm a person who live moment to moment because first of all, growing up, I didn't always have. So I had to live moment to moment because I didn't know what was going to happen in the next 15 seconds. And that's how I had to live my life. And so I didn't know how to enjoy being present in each moment I didn't know how to do that my thing was stress I was I was operating out of survival 
constantly being you know hard on myself being mean to myself being cruel to myself and it's crazy because I would treat myself like trash which ultimately I allowed other people to treat me that way because shit I'm already doing it so it was normal to me it was normal to be treated that way because I was already doing it to myself that's the worst thing you can do to yourself is allow people to first of all treat yourself incorrectly and then allow those around you to do the same you get tired, you get run down, and then you you kind of just shut down from everybody and no one can understand or your life just spiral out of control. So when I say be kind to yourself, be gentle, rest, speak positive affirmations to yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror. My one for, for me, I have flaws, you know. I have insecurities. My insecurities come from childhood, being picked on. I was the girl who, oh, you got dark circles. Yeah, I do. I can't control that. You know, it's it's genetic for me. Like, I can try and buy all these serums and do all these tips and tricks. It's genetic for me. There's nothing I can do about it. Okay. Oh, you got a lot of gums. Being younger, my gums did protrude more. And you would see more gums than teeth. So I got picked on about that. Oh, you like a rat. You... So that's where a lot of my insecurities came from. And then I was tiny. I was skinny. Family thought something was wrong, wrong with me. I was constantly in doctor's appointments. Couldn't figure out why I wouldn't gain any weight. Doc, the last doctor I went to, he just was like, she's small. He was like, she's not, you know, she's not a big kid. Like, she's not going to be a big girl. Well, later on, we found out after we have kids in our family, we definitely put on some weight. So, you know, (laughs) that was what it was. But my insecurities came from outside sources. And it didn't hit me until I got in, in my 30s. And I was like, how the hell did you allow people outside of yourself to make you feel less than? It happens. We're human beings. It happens. No one is perfect. But at what point do you say, hey, I'm beautiful. I'm exactly who I am and where I'm supposed to be in life. And you hold on to that and you show yourself gratitude. You show yourself kindness, compassion and grace. It wasn't until I just and I keep saying it. If you listen to any of my other podcasts, it's always been my divorce helped me get through A, B and C. And it did. I went from being a girl who who weighed 95 pounds to 200 pounds. And it's like, people don't understand how, how body dysmorphia is, is created. For me, that's how it was created. I was super skinny. Super skinny. I turned to the side, I disappear. To a person who's thick. I'm not used to that. I'm not used to carrying. You would think I would be because I've been thick for the last five six years so you would think I'd be used to it but I'm not now that I'm in the gym and I've been in the gym consistently for three years and sculpted my body in a different way it's really like oh shit what did I do now I have to learn how to love and adjust to this body which comes with another level of um, self-esteem issues right because it's like well damn okay I used to be able to fit these like this but now I got bigger it comes with another level of self-esteem issues so for me going through my divorce it was like all right angel what do you need to do people and people don't really understand why i'm always on a personal growth personal development journey is because 
I know what I went through. I know the things that I had to deal with growing up. You had to deal with people thinking you're the ugliest thing in the world, but then someone stealing your childhood. But then after stealing your childhood, they make fun of you. And it's you just sitting there like, you just did X, Y, and Z to me, but I'm the ugliest thing you ever seen me. Like, it was traumatic. And for me, this, this season is probably going to be one of my most emotional seasons because I am in the process of healing. I'm going to always be in the process of healing. But what I do do is I always listen to spirit on when I need to release certain things. And this this season will be that thing. Um, crazy, because I was just praying, trying to figure out what do I need to do? Um, I'm one of those people who feel like I don't have a dream. You know how everybody else got a dream, and so they got to hustle, and they, they do all that. I don't have that. I'm good at a lot of things. I'm, I'm amazing at a lot of things. I'm a jack of all trades, but... Sometimes those things don't do it for me. Like I can do it and have fun with it. And then, you know, the minute somebody mentioned, oh, you should do this, you know, you should make money from this. And I'm like, nah, I, I do it because I like to do it. It makes me feel good. It's calming. It's my sort of therapy, but it's not something I want to monetize. And a lot of, you know, some people may not get that. They may not understand that these things that I'm good at, I may not want to use it to gain money from it. It just makes me feel good simple that's it like I can do hair I'm very talented I'm pretty sure I can lay a nice lace front if I wanted to but I do that for myself that's not something I want to go into business and doing I learned recently I know how to cook didn't even fucking know I can get this creative with cooking but that's not something that I want to take and monetize I like doing it because it makes me feel good I know how to do nails but it's definitely not something I want to do. These are things that I like to do that make me feel good. I don't want to monetize them. I'm content with my nine to five. And you will get some people who look down on me and they're just like, nah, I don't want to do, I don't want to work for nobody else. I don't want to make nobody else rich. And that's okay. I'm not knocking you. I'm not. I'm not into the hustle, the hustle culture. I don't care to be an entrepreneur where you work in 25, 8. You're never getting a break. You're never going to see the residuals come for years. That's when you're that's when you will start seeing some fucking profits from what you're doing. I don't want to live that life. That's that's not the life I want. Now, I don't knock anyone else who does. And depending on what you're selling, I might buy it. That's another thing. People seem to think cuz your friends you want to buy that shit. I don't wear makeup, so I'm not buying your makeup. I don't and that's not a shot to anybody, but I don't wear makeup, so I'm not buying it. I don't um, need a personal assistant, so I'm not going to pay you to be a personal. I don't need that. I don't want, um, I, you know, it's a lot of shit out there. I've supported some people in their business because it was something I, I needed or wanted at the time. So I paid whatever. Cool. Fine. But understand that it's usually the closest people to you that don't support you the most. And it's totally okay. That's not your target audience. Your target audience are those who don't know you. So, again, being kind to yourself, being gentle, having patience simply because nobody else is going to do that. A lot a lot of women, we go through a phase where we look for things in a man, which ultimately 
we will allow some men to treat us a certain kind of way because we feel like whatever it is that we're looking for, they have it. So we're going to try to hold on to that piece of a boy because that ain't no man. We're going to hold on to that piece of a man or yeah, <laughs> we're going to hold on to that and allow that person to do us wrong. That's what we're going to do. I've done it, been there, but I refuse. I, I, once I, once I was able to, you know, when I decided I was going to divorce my ex, it was like the, the vision goggle, the goggles came off. My vision was clear. I was able to really see who this person, who he was. And I was just like, how and why the fuck did I marry this dude? Cause he is not, he wasn't, he's not worthy of my time. He's not worthy of me. And it turned into disgust immediately. Y'all know how that, that post nut clarity could be <laughs> this was like a post marriage clarity i was like what the fuck was that like i when i see him now i just be sitting there like what was i thinking like i should have never given him the time or the day it happens we're not perfect it happens at that time i felt like i was at the lowest point in my life i had to figure something out i had my daughter i wanted something different for her got with him words were nice bam there you go but once the goggles came off and it was like whew, I hate it took years for them goggles to come off. I mean it, crazy honestly speaking the goggles were coming off but my ass was just being I was ignoring the signs I was ignoring things because I'm like no nah, I need this to work I need this to work I gave up my life I need this to work I was scared to start over but when I finally made my mind up that I was going to start over one of the biggest, one of the things I kept seeing with books I was reading, videos I was watching is I had to be kind to myself. I had to understand that I'm not a bad person for wanting different, for wanting better. I'm growing. I, 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 and I don't think he was growing with me. So I, it was like, okay, it's totally okay for you to go in a different direction than what you're used to going in with this person. It's totally fine. So after you know going through the divorce and everything and starting to date there was a guy that I decided to take serious after being divorced for two and a half years I decided okay I can take him serious but in reality what he wanted or what I thought he wanted I think what he wanted he wasn't ready for for real for real like I just, I personally feel like he, um, excuse me, my nose is running. I, I personally feel like he realized I was not what he wanted because he, he, he does this thing. Like guys do this thing where they pull at you. Like it's like a temperature check. You can go months without saying anything to him. And all of a sudden they'll send you a message. Hey, how you doing? You like the fuck? And at, at first, when that happened, it was like, oh, maybe he missed me. But then it was like, nah, he just he just temperature checking. He's just seeing if he still got, you know, if he hold any space. Don't get it twisted. There are some people who always going to have a little space in my heart. But I ain't stupid. I'm going to think with my mind over my heart when it comes to these particular individuals. And I came to a point where I was just like, yeah, I um, that's a waste of time. And so instead of being rude to myself, because usually I'd be like, you're dumb, bitch. Like, this nigga just about to play. Like, I, I would get really irate with me because it's the same shit I'm going to say to my friends. But I would really dig into my ass. And I was like, you know what, Angel? It's okay. He reached out to you. You reached back. You, you spoke. But keep it at that. Keep it at that. And if it gets to a point where you feel like it's tugging at your heartstrings, 
you know what to do. I'll block a person so fast. I will block you on every outlet that I know that you have access to. I will block. That's just me. Now, I do I do have friends who they put themselves in situations and then later try to figure out how and why. And you're sitting there like, you knew you're supposed to leave that person alone. But they don't like that. So I no longer insert myself into people's lives. Or even even if they come talking to me, I just sit there and just be like, oh, okay. Like, because where I am in my journey, the things that you're doing, I'm not entertaining that shit no more, right? We all fuck up. We all slide. Everything happens for a reason. But I also know everybody's on a different part of their journey. So when you're on your journey, you got to be kind to people outside of you as well, as well as yourself. I digress. Don't know how I got there. But... When you're healing and you're never going to stop healing because I I was thinking, well, you know what? I need to be healed before I get into anything because I don't want to take baggage with me. You're always going to be healing. And sometimes a person will come into your life to help you heal in a different way. You know, you just never you just never know. You just never know. So you take it in stride and you take it for what it is. I had a guy come into my life. Really great friend. Um, he's a really great friend now, but at the time, the way he treated me, the way that he spoke to me, it was just like, oh, damn, okay. There are men out here like that. As we got to know each other, you know, I knew uh, feeling, feelings were being developed, but um, I knew that we could never be together because we are so much alike, or we were so much alike, should I say, um, that I knew we could never be together. And so once he moved, um, it was easier for me to kind of get over him. He was like the first guy after being divorced that showed me affection in a different way. So it was, you know, it was kind of hard letting that go. But, you know, realistically, I knew that there was nothing real between us. And so we just, you know, we we chaired it and we just, you know, we're friends. Um, I don't really talk to him anymore because I'm petty and I'll explain. My birthday means everything to me. And those who know me know my birthday is very important. If you can go and not say happy birthday to me on my birthday, oh, that means I don't mean shit to you. That means we're not friends anymore. And so that is what happened with him. He did not tell me happy birthday. He didn't even know. I'm like, nigga, how the fuck I remember your birthday, but you don't remember my soul. After that, it was just like, he, he he got kicked off the ship. Because if we're friends like we say we are and we care about each other the way we say we do, there is no reason why you shouldn't have reached out. Yes, I'm petty that way. My birthday means a lot to me. Um, So him and I really don't talk as much. Um, Anyone from my past, anyone that I dealt with, you know, during my single times, I don't communicate with them anymore. Like, I'll get random text messages and I don't say anything. I have, you know, a friend who he'll hit me up every so often. My my biggest thing was on Valentine's Day, if I don't hear from anybody, any of these people that, you know, call them so-called friends or we super cool, if I don't hear from them, they will be denied access to me. Simple. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to tell all my friends, you know, happy Valentine's Day, Merry Christmas. I'm going to speak to you on the holidays. That's what we do, right? I didn't hear from anyone. So I said, oh, bet. I heard from one one person. The rest of them was just friends. 
well, female friends, it's like, all right, cool, but it was like after Valentine's Day, people began to come in and want to speak, and, and I didn't say anything to anybody, because first of all, I'm going to have to show you that I respect myself enough to know when somebody is trying to play games and trying, just just tugging, you know, just tugging at me, and I'm going to, I'm not going to allow you access to me which is a part of being kind to myself, knowing when to not let a person get access to you because you know what it's going to lead to. Now, I told this per- this particular individual that whatever we had was what we had then because I'm now looking for something else, something different, something with substance. He still reaches out. He may say something here and there. I don't say anything anymore because it's like, you're still on the same shit that you were on. Even when I told you that that's not what I'm doing, you're still on that. Um, I have to show Angel how how much she matters and in, in what she said is important and it's going to stick. So the biggest takeaway from this is you have to make sure you prioritize you. Because again, you can't pour from an empty cup. When you have nothing to give to anyone, you're still trying to give. At this point, you're giving exhaust fumes. There's nothing to give. And I don't have anything to give to anyone in my past. You're in my past, past for a reason. We don't have anything to talk about. I'm I'm facing things in a different way. Dating for me, I'm intentionally dating. I'm intentional on what I want, what I'm not going to do in the time frame. I'm I'm okay with that. You know, um, remembering that I am number one, I I was having a conversation with someone like a week or so ago and I was telling him, I was like, um, he asked me who's the most important person in my life. And I said, myself, he was like, what, don't you got kids? I said, yeah, I said myself. A lot of times as a mother, you put everybody before you, children, everything, everything comes before you. And when you have nothing, you're looking around for somebody to replenish you. But nobody's going to do that. It's on you to do that. Once I learned that, once I was able to see that and I felt that shit, it was, first of all, it was heartbreaking. It was so heartbreaking because I had given everything in my cup to everybody else. Just just taking, just pouring it out, giving it, giving it, giving it. And turned around, nobody else was giving anything back to me. Or if they were giving back to me, it was a splash here, a splash there. It wasn't enough to replenish my cup. It wasn't enough to replenish me. And it hurt because it was like, damn, I was out here just pouring, just pouring. And y'all giving me sprinkles. And something said to me, Angel, it's not their responsibility to replenish your cup. It's your responsibility. You are number one. Get it together. And when I heard that, I was like, damn. I'm like, well, that's selfish. But then I, I, I began to read. Um, anyone knows me, I'm always reading a book about personal growth. And I did read that, yes, you are your number one because you have to make sure you have enough to give out. And when you don't, it's okay to say, hey guys, I have nothing to give y'all right now. Give me some time because I do that. When I feel like I've, I've emptied my cup and I have nothing to offer, I will tell everyone like, hey, I need some time. I have one friend, Tay Tay, she gets it. I can tell her like, sis, I'm I'm just not in the mood, I'm sorry. And she's like, you wanna talk about it? I'd be like, nah, just give me some time, we can talk about it after. She's like, all right, well, I'll check on you. Just hit me up when you feel like it. 
and she gets it. She respects it. Sometimes she can. She told me that she can hear it in my voice when I'm getting a little attitude. I'm being a little snippy. She she knows. And a person like that who can pay attention to your cues and approach you in a different way, that's the person you keep. And which is why I'm keeping her in my life because she she listens to the cues and she understands and she can hear like, okay, Angel feeling some kind of way. Let me check on Let me see how she's doing. What's going on? She can pick up. If it's just some sex that's needed, she can pick up on that. If I'm really dealing with some shit, she can pick up on that. At the end of the day, she can pick up on my cues, which is why I keep her around because she's a great friend and I've known her for probably... Shit, what year are we in? I think I've known her for 10 years. Yeah. But she's able to pick up on my cues, which I love. Because not everybody even gives a fuck to understand why, you know? Because I, like I said, I shut down. And I tell guys that, like, if I'm dating, I'll let them know, like, hey, sometimes I shut down. And sometimes I don't want to be bothered. Can you respect that? Some men are like, no, you're going to talk to me. And then others are like, you know what? I understand. I'll ask you if you don't want to talk, then, hey, I'll give you your space. And you reach back out when you're yourself again. And it's you can't force a person to be ready to when they shut down like me. You can't force me to open back up and be ready for that again because it's like, nah, I need I need a minute. I got to replenish my cup right now. I'm in the I took some time away from healing because I like again healing is a journey it's something you doing for the rest of your life fine cool whatever i was i've been actively healing um for the last i'm gonna say three years for the last three years i've been going at it like head down focused um and i was reading uh something came something came to me and said angel it's okay to take a break from it and i felt bad from t- for taking a break from it because i was like man if i take a break from it i'm not gonna be a good person like I'm not going to be a good person. Um, But then I read a book recently and it it said that it's okay to take a break from your healing. It's okay to to not worry about what you need to fix next. Or sometimes you do need to take a break from it because you'll get overwhelmed. You'll get tired. You'll get burnt out. And so I did that. I took a couple months off from healing, from all of that. Um, just took some time off. I mean, I ain't become a douchebag or nothing, but I really just took some time off and took my focus away from healing for a little while. And then I just recently picked back up. Um, when I started reading, you will know when I'm actively working because I'm sorry, I read more. And so I started reading a book, uh, by Michelle Obama and I was like, okay, let's activate that. Um, it was activated partially, but it wasn't until I started reading another book on how we heal. And it was like, okay, let's, let's activate this again. Let's let's see what's bothering you. And reading that book and doing some of the exercises, some shit was coming up. And it's like, damn, is this going to come up again? Like, I thought I got rid of this shit. But it's probably a different angle that you got to understand it from. Or it's a, it's a reason why it come up. So when it come up, I deal with it. I finished that book. I'm on another book. This book is about figuring out what's for you and, and diving into it. So now I'm sitting here clueless because I'm like I don't fucking know like I don't have a dream I'm not a person that can say oh I've been wanting to do this since I was a little girl I don't have that and I feel bad about it and I felt myself beginning to be really mean to myself because I'm like look at this everybody out here got all these dreams and they they live in them and you sitting up here and I said wait hold on a minute just because you don't know what you want to do with yourself does not make you a bad person because to the
Okay, guys, I do not know what happened there, but it looks like the audio was cut off, which means <laughs> probably needs to wrap it up. But again, you have to remember to be kind to you. You have to remember to be patient with yourself. Because again, I'm the girl with no dream at the moment. I don't know. I'm content with my job. And some people, it's crazy when people when I when people hear me say that, because I can hear the judgment in their voice simply because I'm judgmental as fuck myself. So I can hear the judgment in their voice, like, nah, you know, I'm a hustler. I, I want this, 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 this. That ain't my life. I don't want that. I don't want to get up and every second of my day is planned with something. I'm tired. I have no time to rest. I don't want that. That's not something that I want for my life. So yes, if I'm making somebody else rich and I'm living average, I'm okay with that. Not everybody's supposed to be rich millionaires. If that's what I'm doing with my life, I'm totally okay with it. Bills are paid on time. I'm, I'm, I get to enjoy the fruits of my labor. The only thing I'm missing is taking, you know, taking more vacations, taking more trips, doing shit like that. But I'm going to get to that point. I'm reaching that point where I will be able to travel more. But other than that, I don't care about the hustle and bustle of hustling. I don't care. Right now, I don't have a dream that I want to chase. Some people do things because they're like, oh, yeah, this easy money, so I want to do this. I don't even have that whole, I want to leave this legacy for my kids. And I, I do feel bad about that. But I don't have it. I don't have this, you know, oh, yeah, I want to do this, so make sure when I die, my kids got X, Y, and Z. Your kids probably don't want to do that. You probably got a property or a business, and your child looking at you like, oh, I do not want to do this. And then you pass it to them, and they sitting there like, I don't want to do this. And then they sell it. You don't know it because you're dead. But they sell it, they get rid of it. And you just like <laughs> rolling over in your grave. Like, make sure you know what you want to do at the end of the day. Like, my daughter is in the position right now where she don't know what she want to do. At her age, I, I had a plan of what I wanted to do. Um, but uh, life works differently. And so right now, you know, she's 15. She'll be 16 in a couple months. And she like, I don't know what I want to do. I have no clue. And I told her, take your time. I'm not rushing you. But understand, when you turn 18... <laughs> You really taking care of yourself. You can stay with me all you want to, but you you are your responsibility. And I don't know why she's having a hardest time understanding that, but get with it. But yeah, remember that going when you're going in this journey, this healing journey, whatever you're doing to become better, hopefully it's a good thing. But as you go through life, remember that you always have to show yourself grace and compassion because nobody else is going to do it. You have to be patient with yourself because no one else is going to do it. You have to shower yourself with love because no one else is going to do it. Sometimes what I do because I, I'm currently single, um, but yes, dating, but something that I do for myself because I know no one else is going to do it at the moment. No one's obligated to do it is if I get into a romantic mood, I will plan a day when my daughter is at work because I don't want her judging me and looking at me funny. I will light candles, put out rose petals, cook myself a nice fucking gourmet meal, got my wine, listen to some music and date myself. Show myself this is what I want because that's what I want. That's why when I tell men I'm their biggest competition, they be like, what you mean? And I have to explain to them. They be like, oh, so you be wanting all that. Yep, I damn sure do. Not saying all the time, but this is how I treat myself. Or sometimes I take a candlelit bath. Run the bath water, get my candles, got my jazz going, got my my um my wine. Those are things I do for myself. Or if I feel like, well, you know what, I want to go out. I go out, get an outfit, go out to brunch, go out, have a nice dinner. But this is how I treat myself. So 
whoever wants to come into my life, honey, you have to understand that if you're not going to be an upgrade for my life, you're not going to be in my life. And trying to explain that to dudes, they be like, yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, we can go here, we can go there. And you be sitting there looking like, did you not understand what I said? Like, I hate when a guy say, oh, I miss you. Okay, I didn't get any flowers at my door. How do I know you miss me or you like me? You didn't buy me nothing. You ain't sent a flower, a telegram, um, Morris code. Like, how am I supposed to know you like? Because you said it? <laughs> Just because you said you like me don't mean I'm supposed to believe that shit. Where is the action behind that? And the minute that I see that there's no action behind it, you telling me, oh, yeah, I like you. I'm feeling you. But there's no action behind it? Baby, at this point, you know, lost my interest. Last person told me they missed me. So I missed you. I said, I, I, I didn't get no flowers. I didn't get a cash app. I didn't get anything. But you missed me? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but you know, <clears throat> when you put yourself, you make yourself a priority. You show other people how to treat you. Those who can't treat you the way you need to be treated. They fall to the side. Until next time, beautiful people, stay blessed, stay beautiful.